You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Emilia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In this episode, we have graduate from Idaho State University and Upward Bound Math Science alum, Austin Richards. Austin is on the podcast to talk to us about his career as an educational talent search advisor and his undergraduate experience at ISU. This conversation was so much fun to record. Uh, Austin and I talked about some of the hobbies and interests that he has, his undergraduate experience, and now serving a talent search program. Uh, so giving right back to Trio. So coming up in just a bit, Austin Richards. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. You too can be a patron of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, our entry-level patronage, you can sponsor this podcast. We do have a variety of perks, so if you want to just get your name mentioned, a dollar a month will help us keep the podcast going. We also have corporate sponsorships available. If you own a business and would like to run an ad on this podcast, go over to Patreon, select the corporate sponsorship level, and we will run your ad on this podcast. A wonderful interview with Austin Richards coming up in just a moment. Again, thank you to our for the continued support and for listening to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Uh, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. Hi, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is an advisor for the Trio Educational Talent Search Program at Idaho State University, serving three high schools, Jerome High School, Wendell High School, and Canyon Ridge High School. He obtained his bachelor's degree in psychology from Idaho, Idaho State University. His interests and hobbies include Pokemon card collecting, hiking and camping, video games, which we should probably follow up on that, uh, watching sports, collecting vintage cameras, and cooking. Please welcome to the podcast, Austin Richards. Austin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. 
It is such a pleasure to have you here uh, and such an honor to meet a TRIO staff member over at Idaho State University. Uh, I think our overlapping connection is, as we mentioned before the show, uh, Maurice Pittman, who was also on the podcast. Yep, he was my former uh, TRIO SSS advisor when I went to college, so that's super awesome. I'm glad that I get to be on the podcast to follow up. Fantastic. So how are you doing and how are things in Idaho? I mean, as good as it can be right now. Um, Nothing too crazy going on. A lot of things are opening back up, which is super nice. Um, But we're good. It's raining today, so that kind of puts a damper on things. But other than that, everything's good. Right on. It's so glad to hear. And again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to... kind of do an on-the-fly question here. I promise it's not too, it's not a gotcha question, but we kind of collect, we connected uh, kind of unconventionally, right? Uh, I saw some of the TikToks you were posting and I was like, I got to get him on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. So us at Idaho State University had the idea of let's jump on the TikTok trend. Let's get on TikTok. Let's start making TikToks to connect with our students um, and that was actually a co-worker's idea. Her name's Storm Jansen. Um, so we started collectively making TikToks together. Um, and then, yeah. That's fantastic. I think it's super creative how Trio continues to just kind of go with the flow, right? Whatever happens, if it's a pandemic, Trio finds a way to make things happen still. So that's amazing. For sure. Um, Definitely really fun to make those TikToks too. Um, yeah. Took a little bit of editing, um, <laughs> but we we figured it out in the end. That's amazing. I'm still trying to figure out the TikTok trend. I post sometimes the uh, small clips of, of an episode uh, for the podcast. And sometimes I'll do responses to like Marvel questions. Uh, I'm a huge comic book person. So uh, when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'll be posting about that. So um so according to your resume, you, you served both you, uh, an Upward Bound Math Science program and then also Talent Search. So you served the, both those roles concurrently, but um, you mentioned recently that uh, one of those positions got phased out or something happened. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, for sure. So um, when I started my overall position, um, I kind of just got jumped into the role. Um, we had two other advisors who... One um, was having a baby and was on leave, um, and the other one um, found a different opportunity. And so they needed somebody to jump into that role really quick. Um, I was able to get in there. Um, But considering that, we also had some other staff turnover at the time, Mm -hmm. um, and they needed somebody to fill some different roles. And I I jumped on board and was able to serve both UBMS, um, you. UB and Talent Search all at the same time. Wow. Um, I had three different schools. Um, one of them was actually the high school I graduated from. So that was oh, fun really? to go back to it. Um, yeah. But yeah. And as that got phased out, um, the pandemic hit. Um, they saw they've, they hired on more staff. So they were able to phase me out and get me into a more solidified role with Talent Search. Um mm-hmm. And so I took on that role. Right on. And talking about, uh, you know, this past year and everything that's been happening, it seems like we're almost closing in on the end of this pandemic. 
kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Talk to us about your year in 2020 and compare that to 2021. I would say my year in 2020 wasn't as bad as most people's years were. Um, I had a lot of opportunity for growth. And so I was able to take a full-time position. I actually moved during the pandemic from um, Pocatello, where ISU is, to Twin Falls. Um, And it really was a lot different than most people's experience with 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really look forward to this year with 2021 as we start phasing out all the virtual stuff that we had to do in 2020 and start going back to our normal, let's go on trips, let's visit some colleges, let's get out there um, with our students. So I'm super excited for that. Um, I'm definitely proud of the things that we did um, during 2020 to really connect and relate to our students during a hard time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to, I have to ask, this is kind of the obligatory pandemic question slash quarantine question. Did you learn any new skills or pick up a hobby during this quarantine? Not really new skills, um, but I definitely got, I think, most people's quarantine game was Animal Crossing. It came out right at the <laughs> right, right time. Um, everybody yeah. jumped on board for it. Um, so I hopped on that train as well and played it for a good while uh-huh. in that quarantine process. But that's mainly what I did when I was stuck at home was play Animal Con- Crossing with my fiance. That is awesome. So you all bonded over Animal Crossing. I don't know if there was also a lot of video games trending uh, during that time. You had um uh, among us then a lot of online multiplayer uh games that really took off uh for you animal crossing uh definitely one of what was there a one-on-one solo or uh, individual game that you really liked doing on your own um well i liked animal crossing when i would get to play by myself um i do i did dabble with among us and playing among us like by myself as well but other than that, I didn't really play much other games. My my main game was Animal Crossing, so I stuck right with it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, on so this pandemic has really changed a lot of things for everybody. There were there were things that they were prevented from doing or participating in. Now that we're kind of getting toward the end, and I, again, crossing my fingers that that's that's what's happening. What do you look forward to doing once again when things open up? I think the biggest thing I miss is going to movie theaters and getting popcorn and watching a movie and all that, that process is going to change a lot right now because everything's being released through different avenues of streaming services. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And not a lot of movies are coming out in theaters, but I'm, I hope that the theater experience comes back and we're, we're able to, get back to somewhat normal theater experience with brand new releases, waiting for premieres, that sort of thing. Always fun to do, but definitely I look forward to that. I completely agree. I think, uh, and I'm basing this on my own kind of MCU experience when I got to see Endgame with a friend and there was a crowd, right? I don't think you can beat really beat that. Um, You know, watching a video or a movie on your own, and that it doesn't really match the the theater experience, but I, I certainly do miss it. I hope that comes back pretty quickly. Um, and so what have you learned about yourself during this time? 
I think I learned a lot about how I handle uncertainty, how I, how it builds within inside me. And I want to be prepared for something that I don't know um, what's going to happen, what's going to come. Um, with that, it was mainly just making sure I watched the news, knew, stayed up to date on what happened, was what, what was happening locally, what yeah. was still open, what was closing down, um, and staying in contact with people. Um, definitely missing my family a lot. Um, they're from the Idaho Falls area, and so when I'm in Twin Falls and they're in Idaho Falls, it's about a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive, um, and so we weren't really able to do that during quarantine. So just talking with them over the phone and staying connected with family. Absolutely. You, you're already, and my next question kind of deals with that about what you missed the most before the pandemic uh, happened. Um, I know that people miss their families. They really miss uh, social gatherings. For you, it was family. Talk to us a little bit about that and what you missed about, the, about connecting with family. I think it was just being able to go home once or twice a month meeting with all my family. I'm lucky to have a great grandma that's still alive. Um, and she makes tortillas every time, homemade tortillas every time I visit. And it's only when I visit and my mom gets jealous because <laughs> she'll purposely make them when I visit because she cares about me so much and she wants Aww. me to come back. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I think that's the biggest thing I missed was just going to great grandma Patty's house on Sundays um, having a late lunch, early dinner, and just hanging out with that family, conversing about what happened during the past couple of weeks that I wasn't there, mm -hmm. um, and learning more stories that my great grandma had to tell um, about every about her life experiences. Because again, family is super important, and to learn that background is something special that I like to do. Absolutely. That's wonderful. What will be your main takeaway from this pandemic experience? I think just realizing how life can be so uncertain sometimes. Like Certainly. not everybody has everything figured out. Um, there's the joke that goes around like everybody's like you think when you're a child, when you get older, adults have it figured it out. But now that I'm an adult, I realize that everybody is just kind of like playing along and doesn't have it figured it out. Um, so, yeah, for sure that life is uncertain sometimes and you just have to roll with it. You can't plan everything perfectly. Very true. Very, very true. So, Austin, at this point, we would like to just go back to your origin story. Can you talk to us about what was your childhood like growing up? For sure. So um, growing up, from what I remember, um, I lived um, with just my mom um, and my um, older sister, um, but we lived with um, my two grandparents. So my mom's mom and her adopted father, not mm -hmm. her biological father. Mm -hmm. um, and so we grew up in that house. It was in the middle of nowhere out in Idaho. Um, mm -hmm. My closest neighbors were maybe uh, half a mile, a mile away. And so I definitely didn't hang out with a lot of friends growing up. Um, and it was mainly just 
like being out there, exploring, being adventurous, mm-hmm. um, swimming in canals, um, just walking around fields. Um, had a lot of pets growing up, so just taking care of the pets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's mainly growing up with um, that sort of lifestyle. And then as I got older, we moved out of the house um, and it was just me, my mom and my sister um, yeah. for most of my childhood. Was that something that uh, stood out to you, like uh, noticing that you were just growing up with a mom? It was definitely something that affected me, um, knowing that I never really had a dad as a child. Um, didn't My grandpa was that sort of father figure to me, but um, with his health complications, he wasn't able to do as much things as other um, kids' dads were. Um, but definitely my mom shaped me and um, made me the person who I am today. So I appreciate her and her love for me. Absolutely. Um, when we talk about this, uh, you know, environment that you're growing up in, was some, was school something kind of of a safe haven for you or is it something you gravitated toward or was it something that you, maybe you resisted? I, I mean, I enjoyed school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always the shy student, the student who just went to school, did his work, didn't get in trouble a lot of the time. Um, I remember in fifth grade getting sent to, no, maybe it was sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade being sent to the principal's office for the first time mm-hmm. and never wanting to go back again. So <laughs> um, staying away and just being myself, but um, just staying shy and had friends, but stayed to myself for the most part. Yeah. Talk to us about your elementary school experience. What was that like? I think it's hard to remember, to be honest. Um, Again, I was a shy kid. I didn't really do too much as an elementary school child. Um, I just remember going to school, doing my work, hating reading. I absolutely (laughs) hated it. Um, So that's one thing that I would try to avoid is book reports or reading books. I do remember the Pizza Hut. You read every month and you get a free pizza. Uh Um, They did that for a while. And um, hopefully my old teachers aren't listening, but I had um, my grandpa just sign it for me. Even though I didn't read. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I got the pizzas anyways. But... (laughs) Yeah. Um, growing up, it was, I would say it was a pretty normal experience. Um, just going to school, that sort of thing. Right on, right on. Uh, and my next question kind of relates still to elementary, uh, because around this time, students start kind of forming their opinions about education. Uh, what did you feel about elementary school? Like, did you, was it something like it, you, you kind of liked it? I know you said you, you didn't like reading all that much. You kind of gamed the system a little bit to get the free pizzas, but uh, what did you feel about elementary uh, at that point? It was school. It was going to school. It was hanging out with my friends. It was um, just having fun as a kid. Um, one of the things that did happen is when I was in kindergarten, um, 9-11 happened. And so um, that was kind of, I don't, I didn't remember it much then. and 
when I was in college, I started looking back on it and was like, oh, this happened during this mm-hmm. time. And right. like, I'm probably one of the last generations, if not the last generation to like, remember it actually happening and seeing it on the television screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I remember from elementary school was that happening. But other than that, it was school. I was hanging out with friends. I was having a good time. Right on. Okay. So then people try to start their students start transitioning right into element from elementary to middle school. What do you remember about middle school or what did you remember? Like what you liked about it or your experience there? So during this time, we've actually started moving from out of my grandparents' house into our own place. And we were living with um, one of my mom's friends at the time. And um, I think we moved a lot um, once during when I first started. And then again, toward the end, I had to get a waiver to go to the other school because I was out of district boundaries, even though I had been going to that school. Um, I moved um, at the end of the year and Mm -hmm. they wanted a waiver. Um, But other than that, again, it was middle school. Nothing crazy happened. Um, I was a shy kid, had my friend, had different friend groups, but definitely reserved, stayed to myself, did my work because I didn't want to go to the principal's office. Um, (laughs) Right. I, I remember my my sister getting in a lot of trouble as uh, a middle schooler and high schooler. So I wanted to avoid that. I wanted to be the good non-problem child, so to speak. So that's, that's what I did. <laughs> you wanted to be non-problem, just kind of <laughs> fly under the radar if you could. For right sure. on, right on. For sure. uh, so then with elementary, middle school, Typically, transitioning to high school is a whole different experience. What do you remember about that? What do, what do you remember most about high school? And did you get involved in any activities? So uh, for high school, again, we had moved. Um, and that was right after my freshman year had started. Um, my mom actually got the opportunity to build the house through a, a federal grant um, through her work. And so she was able to work with a group of people they built their houses together and then we were able to move in super awesome experience, super grateful that I was able to do that. Um, and then after that, um, going to high school, I didn't participate in many activities. Cause again, when we moved, I lived out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. didn't have a car to get from school. My mom was working. Um, so she was the only one able to transport me. Um, So I wasn't able to do a lot of those activities, Um, but my um, sophomore, um, junior and senior year, I participated in the Spanish club. Mm, Um, Okay. And my senior year is actually able to become the president of the Spanish club. Wow. Do I speak Spanish? No. Um, I don't know why I got voted to become the president of that Spanish club, Um, but I remember participating in a lot of different club activities at that time. Um, I got the opportunity to go to student state student council because I was president of the Spanish club, even though Mm -hmm. I wasn't like part of student council per se. Um, That was an awesome experience. 
um, mainly doing fundraisers, selling concessions at sports games. Um, but other than that, I didn't really go to sports games. I didn't participate in many activities. Again, shy, reserved child. Um, but that's what I remember from my high school experience. Right on. For many students during their junior and senior year of high school, it's a time for a college decision. Were you thinking about college around this time? And did you have a list of colleges you wanted to attend? So my junior year is probably when I started thinking about going to college and doing that sort of thing. And that's because um, ISU had just gotten the grant for the Upward Bound Math Science program um, mm-hmm. at um, Bonneville High School. And I was able to to apply and get in. And that's when I became part of TRIO for the first time. Um, and my TRIO advisor helped me um, gather a list of colleges that I wanted to go to. Um, ISU was, of course, on the list, but I had some schools in Utah, Utah State, Weber State. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my big dream school would have been Penn State University. Um, but I ended up at ISU and I'm, I'm happy that I did. Right on. So talk to us about that college decision. Why did you ultimately decide on attending Idaho State University? Um, I think because so I grew up in Idaho Falls. Pocatello was 45, 50 minutes away. Super close, um, but not close enough where my mom would want to come pounding on my door every day. Um, <laughs> that sort yes. of thing. Um, also, um, I was posed with, it was pretty awesome. So I did the UBMS summer program. Um, I was only able to participate the one year, um, but I got registered for all my ISU classes. And I planned on attending ISU in the Idaho Falls area because I had an outreach campus there. And I'd registered for all the classes um, in Idaho Falls. Um, And then that summer, um, I get a call from my TRIO advisor and he's like, we've de- this is the first year we're doing this. We have a scholarship um, that will pay for first year tuition at ISU. Um, and so at that point, I was like, yes, I want that. And I changed all my classes to the Pocatello campus because I got that scholarship that paid tuition. And then my Pell Grant was able to cover my housing, um, which gave me greater opportunities. And I'm super grateful that I had that opportunity to get that scholarship for the first time. That is amazing. So you did participate for one year uh, with the TRIO Upper Bound Math Science Program at ISU. Um, Were there any other TRIO programs that you heard about or were interested in joining? So I had heard about uh, Talent Search at that point. I had a few other friends that were part of the Talent Search program. at that time, I didn't know that it was really a different program. They said they were in trio and they were going on a trip. And I was like, why are they going on a trip? And I wasn't asked to go on a trip. Um, so I, I contacted my trio advisor and he explained to me that there was a couple of different programs at the school um, and that uh, I was specifically part of UBMS and they do a summer program instead of going on um, usually these big trips during the school. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, so college can be an exciting moment for students. Uh, it also brings some anxiety. What do you remember most about your des- decision to attend college? Like, did you share that information with family and with your mentors? I think the biggest thing about deciding to go to college was I was actually accepted to Penn State University. 
and I never oh, wow. told anybody. Wow. I never told anybody because um, it was too expensive for me to go. And I mm. didn't want them to push me to go and then get in a bunch of debt and have me try to go and do all those things. And it scared me to travel that far across the nation as well. And so mm. I never told anybody until just recently. And I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I hid the letter from you. Like, I didn't show you because Aww. I didn't want you to know because yeah. um, I knew we couldn't pay for it. Um, and again, I'm super glad that I chose ISU at that point, because if I wouldn't have, then I wouldn't have got the scholarship to pay for my first year, um, and do that sort of thing. And I think my mom was super excited that I chose ISU because she knew it was close to home mm-hmm. and it wasn't super far away. Right. That's awesome. Wow. So you got accepted into Penn state and just, you were just like, you know what? It's, it, it, ISU is is giving you or giving you a uh, a different opportunity and, and you took that so that's amazing. Um, what do you remember most about your high school graduation? I just remember being there and walking on the stage and, and going through it. Um, yeah, I got high honors. I wasn't valedictorian, but I had like the three point seven or three point eight GPA in high school, so I got the high honors for those chords. Um, we did the graduation thing, having my mom there, my grandma there, and my sister there. Um, biggest takeaway is my sister um, was pregnant at the time with um, my now brother-in-law's um, baby, and our graduations were at the exact same time. Oh, wow. Um, well, yeah. And so she chose to come to my graduation and so Aww. his. Um, yeah. I, I feel bad for him, but they're married. They have two kids now. Everything's great. So, right. Um, right. But yeah, I just remember being there and then going through, getting my diploma, and then, then leaving high school. Being done. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Like, that's the biggest takeaway is being able to get done with that part of your life of, of high school and then moving on. But what, um, my question, my follow-up question to you would be uh, what uh, emotional connection or what did, what did your mom express anything uh, in that, in that uh, you graduating uh, from high school? She was excited for me. I mean, she knew that I was going um, to school in the fall for ISU and um yeah, she was happy for me. Um, it was like we had, my mom um, graduated high school, my sister graduated high school, and I graduated high school. So it was kind of a success for, for her to have her two kids um, graduate um, and, and be done. But she knew that I wasn't done with school yet. So yeah, she, she was happy for me, but yeah. So we're going to get to your college experience here in just a moment, but we're going to take a quick quick podcast break we'll be back more with austin richards trio upward bound math science alum and current talent search advisor And we are back with Austin Richards, an Upper Bound Math Science alum and current talent search advisor. And we were talking about his decision to attend Idaho State University. We just talked about graduation from high school. 
Uh, Austin is already looking to move on and set foot on campus uh, for fall for that fall for the coming fall. And uh, so when you set foot on that campus, Austin, what do you remember feeling at that moment? I think it was a lot of nervousness, a lot of, oh, I'm actually going to be on my own for the first time. <laughs> like, um, I'm not like, of course, my mom's a phone call away. Um, I remember doing the typical take photos on campus. Mom shares them to Facebook. Everybody's like, oh, congrats, congrats. Um, it was a lot of of nervousness just being for being alone. I had yeah. visited the campus many times through the UBMS program and actually lived on campus one summer. Um, so I sort of like had that experience, but I knew every weekend that I was going home. Um, but this time it was, oh, I'm alone. I'm really alone. <laughs> yeah. So that reality must have sunk in. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of scary, right? For a lot of first-generation students, that if they're the first one going to college, uh, this feeling of isolation, how did you manage that? I think mainly just getting my face out there. I became not shy. Like, I was like, college Austin's going to be different from all previous Austins. Um, and so uh, when I met my roommate for the first time, when I um, hung out on the floor for the first time, I was mm -hmm. introducing myself to everybody, talking to everybody, just trying to build as many connections as I could, because I knew um, even if some of them don't pan out, like I have, at least a few people that will know me or know of me. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I did. That is amazing. So then, which is an excellent segue to this next question is about share with us your, your college experience. What did you enjoy the most? I think becoming myself. Um, I think in high school and being shy and, and going through that process was myself. It was me, but really just like, becoming free and, and just talking and meeting friends and, and meeting other people who were sharing the same experience as me being the first student going to college. Um, really just growing myself personally um, and professionally. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest things was just being involved on campus, getting involved with as many activities as I could get involved with. Um, I started with the housing organization, becoming part of the club. Um, and then from there, I'd be able, be able to become um, president, not president, treasurer of that club um, that paid for my housing um, but not my meal plan. And then that next year I was able to become a resident assistant. Um, mm -hmm. And I did that for the next um, two years, my junior and my senior year of college, which paid for my housing and my meal plan. So I had less stress there um, and really just growing, building those friendships and um, becoming myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when you say becoming yourself, because that's a lot of reflective, introspective and all of that type of, right, you're looking at yourself really. Uh, and people say, right, that in college, you start figuring out who you are. Um, what sort of groups helped you understand who you are? And how did you how did you kind of process all of that? I think just meeting other people like me, I was able to take, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was my academic, like it was the freshman class that most freshmen have to take if they have like a scholarship or something. Right, right. Um, and it, um, because I was part of TRIO SSS at that time, I had to take that class as well. Um, and Maurice was actually my instructor for that class. Oh, that's right. right. Um, so um, hanging out with other trio students that were like me, but also really understanding I lived on the third floor of Nichols and really meeting all my friends there. And we lived in the same place. So we saw each other every day. Um, we would go play basketball at the gym. We would um, go to all the events together. I was sort of the main group person to know what was going on on campus um, because I just like being out and about. So I would find out what events were going on that night, let everybody know, and whoever wanted to join me, joined me, and we went out and went to bingo or other on-campus events that they were having. Right on. You started, you, you uh, ended up studying psychology. When did you decide that this was the field you wanted to study? My junior year of college. Junior year. <laughs> so I was in a UBMS program. I planned on studying nuclear engineering. I went through my freshman year, my sophomore year, um, mm -hmm. and the math was just getting to me. I always liked math in high school and even my first year of college, I was like, this is okay. This is not too bad. Um, and then when I got to calculus, I was like spending hours and hours just studying to get C's. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's not clicking. Um, so I went um, and through trio, I was able to do a career assessment um, and I took one of those and it pointed to a more social field like psychology or sociology. Um, I met with my academic advisor as well as Maurice to just figure out, okay, what are the next steps in me fit finishing in four years? Because that was really important to me to finish in the four years. Um, and they're like, okay, you can do it. You're going to have to take a lot of online classes your junior year but you can make up those credits and get it done. Um, and so that's when I decided. Um, and when I took those online classes and was taking actual in-person psychology classes, everything was clicking a lot better. And I remember taking a psychology class in high school and really enjoying it. And so I was like, oh, this really makes sense. And I was able to pass all my classes with A's and B's at least no studying for hours on end just to get the C. Um, so I knew that it was the field for me when, when it came easy and it was knowledge that I was understanding a lot better than I was before. Right on. What fascinated you about the psychology program? 
I think I had a behavioral neuroscience class. Um, and it was probably one of my favorite classes just to learn about the brain and learn about the different lobes of the brain and what they do and what functions they have. Um, and also just really understanding people and how, how the brain works and um, that sort of thing. Like just really understanding that so I could apply it to myself to understand myself even better as right. well as to understand other people and why they may do something or they may not do something. Um, right. It's, it's all perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Were you exploring your career, op- any career options within this field? To be honest, I wanted to do clinical psychology. I wanted okay. to do the testing. I wanted to do that sort of thing. Um, but, um, as I got more deep into the field, it was more of, okay, what are my options going to be after, after college realistic options? Um, because, um, because of those first two years, my GPA wasn't super great. So grad school wasn't necessarily going to be an option right away. Um, and that's what you need to become a clinical psychologist. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are what are my options? Um, and I looked back to, to TRIO and was like, an advisor would be cool. Um, so I started looking for advisor jobs as well as just college and career advisors within the school district, something to help um, students who may be like me or students who need help with understanding what they want to do after high school. Absolutely. Awesome. So at this point, you are look, you're, you're about to graduate college. Talk to us about that moment. The moment you realized I'm about to graduate college, four years of school are about to pay off. Uh, yeah. Talk to us about that moment. It was awesome. It was having all my family around me. Um, uh, this was pre-COVID. So we had in-person graduations, luckily. <laughs> right. Um, I can't believe they packed so many people into a place now that I think about it and reflect <laughs> on it. But um, it was awesome just to, to be done and have that relief and know that that I did something that no one in my family had done before me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm I'm able to be a better person because of it, um, and just just relief. Just I did it. I, mm-hmm. I finally did it. Um, I have a story. Um, my grandpa, who I lived with, was on his um, his deathbed, and we were all saying our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was around, um, I want to say my freshman year, maybe my sophomore year of college, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I said my goodbyes, he's like, you have to tell me when you graduate he knew that he wasn't going to be there. He did that to push me and to, to realize um, that you can do something great. Um, And that really stuck with me and has been the biggest thing to stick with me is I finally did it. I could tell him that I did it. I I graduated. We're good to go. Sort of thing. That's amazing. Austin. Um, after graduation, what were your career prospects looking like at this point? 
not very good. <laughs> um, I was looking for jobs. I was getting some interviews, not very many. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, since I worked within the housing department, I was able to get a job painting some of the apartments on campus. And that's what I was doing. Um, well, in the meantime, while I tried to find a job. Um, mm-hmm. So, and they were cool with that. They were like, okay, as soon as you get something, let us know. And we're completely fine. You don't have to put a two weeks in that sort of thing, which is awesome. Um, So I was doing the painting. I was applying to jobs within the school district just to get something um, on board. Um, I actually was able to do the tutor mentor position um, with the Upward Bound, Upward Bound Math Science program. Um, so I did that, but that was just the summer gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went right back to painting. Um, and I was able to get a job as, um, I can't remember the position name now. Um, <laughs> but uh, within the school district, working with students who had the behavioral issues and um, needed some extra assistance during help, kind of like a paraprofessional, um, but I'd follow them to their classes, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that school year had ended, um, I was able to do the lead tutor mentor um, for the summer UB, UBMS program. Um, co-lead I had a, a co-lead who's actually one of my co-workers now which is super awesome um, but we worked together that summer um, she actually applied to the talent search position um, that summer and was able to get an advisor position for um, that fall um, out in Burley which is about 30-40 minutes away from me at this point um, and after that Um, summer program ended they had that staff turnover um, Mm -hmm. and they were like we have this opportunity it's going to be a temporary opportunity and I was like okay so I put in my two weeks for the school district and was like I'm going with trio Um, even though it's temporary um, it could lead to something I'm gonna give it my all and we'll see see where it goes from there Absolutely. So you kind of already touched on the, my next question about how did you learn about the, uh, the positions for educational talent search and trio program math science, but it sounds like this was kind of like an, uh, it may not have like for you, you might not have experienced it, but it, it sounds like it was a good transition from one thing to another. Right. Yeah. I got super lucky. I always say I'm a really lucky person. Things just happen for me sometimes. Wow. Um, amazing. And so Um, when I was working, I was approached by the director of, um, access and opportunity is what it's called now. Um, Sari Byerly. Um, and she's like, we have these opportunities for you. Um, I'd love to have you in the role. And so when Sarah, when the big director is saying something, um, it's like, I need to do it. So I, I jumped on board, um, (laughs) <laughs> and was in that temporary position for for a while until this August when I actually got my full-time position out in Twin. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, Austin, you've uh, definitely gone from one 
uh, job to another. You've worked odd in jobs, and then now you're working as a professional. Did you ever see yourself working for Trio? I think I really wanted to um, for a long time. Um, once I changed my major to um, psychology, um, it was clinical psychology, but then it was advising and advising through some sort of means. I knew I had an advisor um, in high school. They really helped me and helped me grow and got me to where I was today. So um, that led me to um, want to work for a trio um, job and want to help those students who are first generation and have maybe no clue what they want to do, or they have some clue of what they want to do, but they don't know how to get there um, and making a difference with those students. Absolutely. Talk to us about your role with Educational Talent Search. What do you do and what is your title? So I'm an advisor planner um, out in the Magic Valley of Idaho. Um, I work, um, I'm supposed to have a caseload of 250 students um, each year. Right now, we're a little low on numbers just because of the pandemic and uncertainty with students wanting to go to college. Um, but we plan events, uh, virtual events currently, to help students understand um, their future after high school, um, whether it be a career, um, going and getting a technical certificate, um, joining the military and doing ROTC in college. Mm-hmm. Um, just really whatever they want to do, I want to serve them in the best way possible and, and help them help them like my tree advisor helped me. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about your caseload, but talk to us about what do you enjoy most about working with students? I think seeing their eyes light up when they finally know what they're going to do or finally um, get that scholarship that they worked so hard to get or, finally um, got accepted to college and they didn't really think they were even going to go to college. Um, just those, those moments that I know influence that student's life in some way that are monumental, um, that help them grow and shape their life. I think that's definitely a huge thing that I enjoy, um, seeing that their eyes light up and just, it's just awesome to to have that much influence on a student or help them realize their goals and their opportunities that they do have, um, even though they didn't think they had them. Awesome. What would you like to say to true colleagues in your program or even generally, uh, what about across the nation? I think I work with a great team um, at ISU. Um, we have a lot of support um, between each other all our programs, um, pre-college, college, college, veterans, um, all work together very well. Um, I love working with them. I love being part of this team. I love the support. Um, and for across the nation, keep, keep working at it. Keep, keep doing that hard work. That's so important to help students understand the opportunities that they have. Um, know that your job's important, that, you do make a difference on the world and that you can help students um, grow and achieve their dreams that they never knew that they could achieve. 
that's wonderful words of wisdom or nice words that you're sharing with true professionals across the nation. And uh, yeah, the, the, the work that they do is important. What are some words of wisdom that you would like to share with true participants, whether they're in talent search, upward mountain math science, student support services, McNair, equal opportunity centers, all the trio programs. What would you like to say to the participants? I think it's important for them to understand everybody's journey is different and everybody's version of success is different. So no matter what you're doing now or what your outcome is, um, you have worked hard for that. You've, you've grown in some way, you've done something, keep up the hard work and, and get to your version of success. Um, don't listen to the outsiders who are, are knocking you down. Um, get to where you want to be and where you're happy. Absolutely. Very good. Very good words of wisdom. Uh, Austin, what do you see yourself doing five years from now? Are you still going to be working with Trio? I hope so. I hope it's in a different, different realm. Um, I hope to be working on my master's or have achieved my master's by then. Um, maybe in a director role or associate director role. Um, definitely working in access and opportunity somewhere within something. Um, it's super important to me to, to get those students those opportunities that they deserve um, because everybody needs to be on that equal playing field. Um, so, so helping them get there and understand that they can get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk to us about your experience with TikTok. Was this something that you said, you mentioned a colleague had helped you understand it, or maybe a student was kind of introducing you to it. Was this something you downloaded after the quarantine or was this something you were already using before? I don't remember when I downloaded it. I think it was, <laughs> it was either right as quarantine hit or right before um, I had an account or I had at least downloaded it and was looking at videos. I remembered Vine from when I was in high school um, and I thought it was very similar to Vine and um, my colleague um, Storm was the one who was like, okay, we need to be doing these because this is what students are watching. This is what they're doing. Um, so let's, let's jump on that train and, and do it. Um, so I, I was like, I'm all for it. Let's, let's do it. Absolutely. Austin, uh, it was such an honor to have you on this podcast. Uh, and I hope you join me again in the future. I would love to. It'd be awesome. Can you do us the huge honor in signing off? Hi, this is Austin Richards, TRIO advisor for Educational Talent Search and alum of the TRIO Upward Bound Math Science Program. Keep reaching for your dreams and know that TRIO works. Austin, what a wonderful sign off. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and we appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. What a great interview with Austin Richards, graduate of Idaho State University 
and Upward Bound Math Science Trio alum. Austin, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your educational journey, for talking to us about what your trio experience was like and your current career path. Remember, you too can be on the Let's Talk Trio podcast or you can nominate someone to be on the podcast. Send us a message via our email address at letstalktrio at gmail.com. The email is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Remember to include contact information. Or you can send us a message via our social media profiles, via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Again, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. You too can be a patron of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Head on over to Patreon, search for Let's Talk Trio. Select your patronage level. Our entry level starts at a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. We also have ad space available. If you would like to run your ad on this podcast, get a hold of us by contacting us at our email address or social media profiles. A special thanks to our honorary members of the Let's Talk Trio podcast, Tony Ho, Roderick Chambers, and Scott Kendall. The Let's Talk Trio podcast team is John Russell, music producer, editor, audio engineer, and tech advisor. Amelia Castañeda, social media manager, marketing manager, script supervisor, and producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and for sharing these episodes. We appreciate you all so much, and we will catch you on the next episode.